by the powers vested in me by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. All right, here we go again. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. Diving into Kathy. How you doing there, Kevin? Fantastical. boy. I'm Spike O'Neill. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Have a, had a fun day here watching Sean Kemp go home from jail after a, what a crazy story. What a crazy for our, our, our buddy Sean Kemp, the rain man. You ever meet him? Many times. Many, okay, many now you're name dropping. I'm just kidding. I asked. <laughs> you know, there was a there was a, a public ball court. I'm not sure if it's even there anymore. I think it was on a third, maybe, maybe fourth down there in Belltown. And uh, Sean used to, Sean Kemp used to actually go to this place like at midnight and, and summer nights when he was a member of the Sonics and would play, you know, pick up playground ball. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's where the week. Did was. you dunk on him? No, I don't. I don't. I got to play ball once with Jeff Ament from uh, from Pearl Jam. That's cool. Um, and he dunked on me because the kid's tremendous. Kid, yeah, the kid. Listen to me. Uh, tremendous I mean, the, athlete. The band was called Mookie Blaylock, it right? Was after a member of the New York Knicks, right? So, yeah. I mean, obviously they're basketball fans. Jeff always had little figurines on top of his amps when he played little like, action figures of NBA guys. That's awesome. Those start starting lineup figures. Those little guys. Yes, that's cool. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, we used to play softball against a team called the Fly Swatters when I was back at the Mighty Rock um, in the 90s. Those jerseys are badass. I got all of them. I got them all. All right, cool. There's, a reunion, there's a reunion coming up too, by the way. Um, nice. We, would, we, would, uh, we had a station softball team. You know, take it down memory lane a little bit tonight. Had a station softball team at the KSW, and we would play local businesses. That's, it was a great promotion. You know, the, uh, the business would come out. All their families and friends would come out. And we'd advertise it on the shows, and uh, the KSW staff would play other companies on the softball diamond. We played various bands. You know, Gary Rossington passed away earlier this week. Some photos came out of, I think it was 88 or 89, when Leonard Skinner was touring and had a pickup softball game between Leonard Skinner and the KSW Flies. But the, the, the Fly Swatters were comprised of the guys in town of Pearl Jam, Allison Chains, Soundgarden. Mud Honey, uh, my sister's machine. Who else would be? And just that's awesome. All the guys, yeah, the guys in town who were just beating up clubs every weekend. Man, these guys were bouncing, and then they started to make it. You know, started getting signed, started touring, doing support shows and real shows around the country. But they every year we played the flat. They they'd come back together, and they'd all gather out at Lower Woodland Number Six, uh, the main one down there at Lower Woodland with the. Uh, like the embanked uh, outfield wall there and the fence on top of that. We play the Fly Swatters against KSW Flies. And uh, I tell you what, Jeff Ament is a tremendous athlete. The best, though, the best athlete in this town was by far, bar none, Jerry Cantrell of Allison Chains. Really? Shoo, shortstop. He could have played ball. He really could have played ball. How he was Lane hit. Staley? Um, Lane, was, uh, Lane was not an athlete. Sure. Uh, although I will say this. we One night we had to... Uh, we're doing a promotion at Monroe Speedway, up Evergreen Speedway up in Monroe, right? And they had, you know, a, a, a stock car races. Yeah. I don't know what classification it is that runs up there. But uh, Allison Chains had sponsored a local driver. That's awesome. In a stock car. 
and Mike Jones, myself, and Downtown Joe got to race Lane and Jerry and Sean. That's so cool. In a, in a stock car race around the the Oval at Evergreen Speedway in Monroe. That's a blast. Terrified me. I was doing 55 mile an hour with my left blinker on the entire time, getting passed by Lane and and and. Jerry and Sean, Mike and, and Joe both drove pretty well, but I was just, I was terrified. And those guys drove like bats out of hell. Like nothing would stop. And those guys were fearless. But enough about the boys. You know, last night we started talking a little bit. We, we kind of ran out of time. The Oscars ran long last night. Again, Frank, uh, thanks to Frank Summerall of MyNorthwest.com for coming on last night and giving us a little, little Oscar preview. And because uh, this weekend it's the Oscars and I was talking to Lisa Brooks that she's actually found a place to watch the Oscars on Sunday night. She's thrilled. And I like that she still does watch the Oscars. My my kids and I get together as kind of a, you know, a family event and we watch we watch most award shows. And we were talking last night with Frank and we never really got to we did a little bit about International Women's Day. I spoke to my uh, my experiences getting to travel the planet and see what women go through and girls go through around the planet in the way of um, just being treated as second-class citizens. And, and you know, cultures are – everybody has their own culture. And what we could expect to and, and accept as normal here in America doesn't translate coast-to-coast coast around the globe. There are places on earth where it's commonplace for men to have roles. Women have very different roles in various cultures. But we're trying to change that. We're hoping that as we move forward as a, as a planet – I'm not talking about a one-world government BS. Don't, don't even get started on that. I'm just talking about treating each other decently and making sure that young girls and women of all ages just have a shot at having the best life they could possibly have to be. I mean, who knows where the next great leaders, the next great minds are going to come from. Guys, I think have we've we've had our shot at running the planet and you you may not like to we hear failed. This. We have we well let's just say the the report cards in and we we're going to summer school, guys. You know, we kind of we kind of have I don't want to say drop the ball, but good gravy. Fart we've, noise. We've, we've, seriously, we've, we've hocked the ball at, at a pawn shop. That's how bad we've treated this planet. Be nice to give the ladies their turn, their due. You know, I, I mentioned last night that I've had the bosses I've had in radio, the best bosses have been women. I'm telling you. You know, as, as far as teachers go, big story today about how. I think 30% of Washington, Washington's losing 30% of its seniors. I forgot the stat was. Let me look it up. We had it earlier today. There's just a, a huge amount of young teachers, new teachers, who are burning out and leaving the field. After, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, exactly. working, for, working at home, you know, doing the Zoom and then everyone getting sick when they're going back and then just jerking them back and forth. It's like crazy, you know. So yeah, absolutely. I can't blame them. Now, Kev, um, you're you're a, a bit younger than me, but you you've been through school, right? You're done with school. Mm-hmm. Um, you you weren't going to classes during the pandemic. You've, you've no, long, long no, past. No, no. Yeah, I knew some some students, some college age kids, and my daughter was still in high school during the pandemic, and it was tough to learn during the pandemic. It was tougher to teach during the pandemic, having to view everybody through that Zoom screen. Yep. You know, uh, our friend downtown Joe, who left radio and got into teaching, he's been teaching for nine years now. Nice. L- loves it, was born to teach. What he's does he a, teach? He teaches radio. 
Oh, cool. Mercer Island High School. K-M-I-H. Okay, yeah. I, I don't worry about telling you the call letters. And I think it's 88-9, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I might be That's wrong. awesome, yeah. But K-M-I-H, Mercer Island High. Um, you can only pick it up in the parking lot. Yep. But I will say this. Joe's students over at K-M-I-H, they compete nationally every year for high school radio. That's awesome. In competitions. Yeah. And, they, and they do fantastic. Shout out to Downtown Joe. Absolutely. Uh, teachers have... Been through the ringer the last three years, and all these uh, all these young teachers are looking at a a lifetime, a career of being underfunded, overworked, unappreciated. And, and the thing is, that's that's the number one job in this country. It, when you ask uh, little girls, what do they want to be when they grow up? It's funny we had this story maybe two months ago. When you ask little boys what they want to be when they grow up, they want to be an athlete or an astronaut, maybe a doctor. They want to be a fireman. They want to be a cowboy. Little girls want to be teachers. They want to. They want to give and to help and nurture. And you know, that's that's what women bring to this world, man. Everybody has had a better life because of women. I said the same thing last night, and it sounded ridiculous then too. No one would have a damn life if it weren't for the ladies in our life. You know, I learned um, compassion, empathy from my mom. I learned, you know, fortitude and drive from my wife. You know, my wife was was raised by a Boeing engineer, and, he, and she has his drive, and she's instilled that in me. You know, from my daughters, I learned how to have hope in everything. I'm an optimist because of my two daughters. And the ladies, it's, it's, it's time. It is time. I said last night, I think the next president's going to be a woman. You know, a lot of texters piped back in, and so they kind of agreed. I said that I think Liz Cheney is going to be a fine <laughs> texter right there. How how I, you know I don't know how well Liz Cheney would run the world. A lot most of Liz Cheney's policies I don't agree with. I agree with the fact that she put the country before her party and her career. I mean, she knew she was going to get torpedoed by calling the former president out for what she felt was irresponsible unconstitutional and, you know, violations of his oath. And you, you can have your opinions on the J6 committee, and I think I think they did a fine job. I think they, they weren't spun to paint a, an incorrect picture, unlike what you might be seeing on some TV channels these days. Boy, that was a – I don't know if you've caught any of the J6 coverage. I like how you call it J6. Oh, it's, it's, it's so hip and cool. We're, we're in the know. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I didn't. I tried not to watch much of that. But Why is that, man? I got the uh, I got the Cliff's notes. Okay, from you. Bad day. It's like, you know it all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I. You know. I don't. Like I said, I don't agree with Liz Cheney, but I think she's got integrity. And you know, her old man was Darth Vader. I got scared the crap out of me. Still does. Talk about violating civil rights, human rights. Oh boy. Just watch the uh, document or the film of Vice. You know, learn about him. That was a. Uh, Oh, uh, Christian Bale, right? Yeah, yeah, good one. A guy that was, by the way, nominated for an Oscar, but didn't get one for that. You could tell he was, it was he deserved the nomination. A lot of things he deserved the award itself. I just want to make sure we take the time. If it's one day a year, you know, I heard uh, people push back. Why do we need International Women's Day? Be- if nothing else, just to have the conversation. Yep. You know, maybe you're not, uh, maybe you don't have a daughter in your life, but maybe you have a sister or a cousin or an aunt or just a good friend who's had to work a little harder than the guys that they work with 
You know, had to push a little harder just to get up to even. And that's a tough thing to, to not acknowledge. It's a tough thing to just ignore. When women's bodily autonomy is on, you know, just being completely cut from, you know, the rights, then I think the least we could do is give a day. Yeah, we have 364. They can have one. That's yep. <laughs> oh, and I want to thank the 206, uh, you know, calling out the, you know, oh, yeah, the Dems have lived by the Constitution. I'm not saying anybody's perfect. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I think uh, Liz Cheney, you, if you can't acknowledge the sacrifice Liz Cheney made by standing up for what she believed was the right thing to do, I don't think you're, I don't think you're looking at it honestly. And that means a lot to me. You know, I, like I said, I don't agree with a lot of her policies. I've voted for politicians before, getting off the track of, of celebrating National, International Women's Day yesterday. I've voted for politicians before that I did not agree with from most of the policy perspectives. But I liked who they were as individuals. I liked the cut of their jib. I liked their character. Have there been any presidents or politicians that you voted for when you look back and you just go, oh, cringe. I can't believe I voted for that person. Ronald Reagan, my first ever vote okay. for president. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I look back in history and, find, and see what Ronald Reagan did to the middle class, mm-hmm. you know, the whole trickle-down economics, that's when what he did to mental health care in this country. Ignoring AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was, because it was, um, un, you know, it was left a bad taste in his mouth. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it just was icky. I think that's what other reason could he have? He just thought it was a gay thing. Yes, yeah. You know, and, and hey, man, nobody's nobody's perfect. No politician's perfect. Clearly, right. But uh, I was I was speaking more to the integrity of that particular woman. I don't. I, you name me. Sure. Name me a guy. In politics, who's shown that much integrity and that much sacrifice? I cannot. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard to find somebody to run the country these days. It seems like they're worth the job. You know, I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about ladies. You know, what we did last night. You started doing it. And I appreciate it. You played music. Yeah. All last night that was uh, female-based music. Is that what you want me to do tonight? That's, you know what, Crab? Yeah. All right. I'll switch it up. I was going to play Alice in Chains, but hey, you know what? Let's go all women. Well, I'll, I'll go back this. to that playlist. There you go. Do that, man. Fight you. Um, we don't have to, you know, we got a couple more minutes till we got to break away to commercials, but, you know, I, it's, ladies, it's your turn. I'm ready to turn over the keys, man. You drive. You pull us out of the ditch. We are totally in a ditch. As a nation, as a as a world, holy cow! What countries are run by women? What is it? New Zealand, right? Has a female uh, prime minister? I'm sure there are others. I could, if I did a little research real quick, I could look into that. You know, there are presidential candidates. Nikki Haley's presidential candidate. A lot of people. The name Sarah Huckabee Sanders has come up as a potential president. I, you know, I don't know. I, I am. I am disappointed in Governor Huckabee Sanders uh, in, in so much as her her time as press secretary was kind of jaded and kind of tainted by having to, I don't know, you know, toe the line for her administration, doing, their, doing her job, doing her job, but I don't know. You know, a lot of people quit that administration. After January 6th, Norway is run by a woman. Finland's run by a woman. Thank you very much, Texters. I appreciate you guys having my back.
Texas says, yeah, let Kamala run things. I think what Kamala Harris gets a bad rap. I had this conversation on air earlier this week. I want the Kamala Harris that was on the Senate committees, the, the, the tigress, the nasty, venom-spitting, claws-out Kamala Harris that would get people up in, at hearings and just rip them new asses. And when you become vice president, you got to kind of be nice. You kind of play the middle. Don't tick anybody off. That's that's wasting Kamala Harris. Uh, so text another texter, brother. Why did you skip Kamala Harris? I I honestly think if Kamala Harris, if they took, <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean I don't mean how nasty it sounds. Take her off the leash. Let her be her. Stop making her be polite and statesmanlike. Let Kamala Harris spit some venom, and 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 dig the claws out and show her teeth. The same way she was when she was a senator. Well, you know, and we're talking politics. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah, you just said that. I know. We will never. Because the text is just coming out (laughs) of the woodwork now. (sighs) Anyway, I just want to acknowledge the ladies on International Women's Day yesterday. We didn't really give them the due, I thought, last night. So I was taking the time here tonight to do that. Welcome back to Kyra Nights. Kevin, I'm glad you're here. Happy to be here, man. We've got a lot to cover tonight. I promise you we'll talk about stuff that won't just divide us down the middle. Like the damn Civil War is right back in their laps. Let's enjoy some Susie and the Banshees. Do it, brother. We'll be right back. Some Spike O'Neill. The first rapper. From Rapture, yeah, I guess it was, yeah. Was that pre-hip-hop, though? Well, she was she was cool with, like, Grandmaster Flash and all those people. So she was she was hip to the uh, yeah, New York was. hip-hop scene. Debbie Harry. Got to meet her once. What a mind. What a, what a talent. So... I mean, you know, it's Kev, you get, you get to go to a lot of shows, right? Being in this industry, you get to Yeah, you get I went to, to a really shows. cool one the other night. What'd you say? I saw this hardcore band called Zulu. I saw a hardcore band uh, called Scowl. And a band called Show Me the Body. <laughs> really light listening there. <laughs> I, yeah, I forget how old I am sometimes. You start telling me this stuff you like to listen to. Hey, you're a metal guy. That's okay. Little you know, cannibal corpse never hurt anyone. Yeah. I'm thinking more like, you know, I got to see Bruce. We know yeah. we'll talk about that, right? And I don't, I don't want to take it down that, that memory lane again. I did that already. But it's the money that people pay for concerts these days. With your festival seating and your the Taylor Swift fiasco of 2022. And finally, the, the government's getting involved and having Ticketmaster and Live Nation hauled before Congress to answer some questions. Bro. You don't even want to know how much I just dropped on Depeche Mode tickets for my girlfriend and I. You know, my Woo-hoo! sister is a fan, and she's down in the Florida. She's down in the Tampa area of Florida. Yep. And she, I mean, my sister, 
don't know if I told you, Christmas, my sister took my youngest daughter and my, and my niece, my, my, my sister's kid, took her kid and mine, over to England to see The Cure at Wembley. That's right. You told me that. That's awesome. But she passed on Depeche Mode tickets because they were just, you know, out of reach. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't going to go to Springsteen. I got gifted tickets from a dear friend because when they went on sale, they were just out of reach. Would you uh, – and it's it's where you want to sit. I mean, even, even, even cheap tickets these days for big shows like that can be hundreds of dollars. They got Kiss tickets just went on sale for their quote-unquote final, final, yeah. final, 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 final tour. Yeah. Those are uh, enough for a mortgage. What, what are they really – are they are – are they now pre-sale or do they go on sale to the general public? Uh, yeah. Let me – I'll have to take a look. But I know Megadeth tickets went on sale too. Those are pricey. Everybody. You know, and I don't want to give you the whole – When I saw the Rolling Stones in 1978, we paid $12. But that's true, right? It is true. Yeah. That's what we paid. You know, back then you could see a show. My first show ever was Bloister Cult in 77, maybe, yeah. Five bucks. And, and, you know, I remember all the Rising Star shows. KISW used to put out. Semi Hagar for, for like a, a dollar, buck, right? A yeah. buck. Yep. Back when you could do it then. I think the first rapper was the guy who <laughs> let it all he let it all hang out. Who did let it all hang out? That's a great comic. Uh, I guess the mm, there's a story I'm trying to figure out how to put these two together. You you pay more to see, to have a better seat at a show, right? I mean, if you want to get up front and close, you got to pay through the nostrils. I mean, even these days, even the back seats are expensive. But if you, you know, Springsteen when he played the pit down there, five grand, and that's you know these days somebody like a Taylor Swift or I don't know Katy Perry. I'm I'm off I'm off the beaten track of pop music. Do 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 children, kids, children? <laughs> do young audiences pay that way to see? Dua Lipa or Billie Eilish, or is it just us old white dinosaurs who want to see our heroes one more time? I'll tell you, the kids don't pay, their parents pay. But are, are those tickets also going bananas price-wise? Are they hundreds of dollars per uh, for a mediocre seat? Are they mm-hmm. thousands of dollars for a good seat? Mm-hmm. For Taylor Swift? For mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the icons of the industry. For oh, Beyonce. Yeah. I remember when the Beyonce tickets, because Beyonce announced a sale of a tour, and there was a local realtor... Um, who put out an advertisement, said, need Beyonce tickets? Ask me about a second mortgage. I saw that. <laughs> that was amazing. That is, he got, a, he got a season to assist. He got slapped with it really quick. It's so funny. It's worth the, you know. Oh, what a great idea yeah. for a marketing deal. Would you pay, do you go to the movies? Do you like, I haven't what, in a while, but I, I do want to see Cocaine Bear. I want to, you know, it's fun. I don't know why, but I want to see that too. I know why. Because <laughs> it's cocaine. Because you're bear. formerly a cocaine bear. I was a no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was close, Kev. You almost got me. Um, <laughs> you, I used to be, but not anymore. Um, there's a story that theaters are charging now premium pricing for better seats. Ugh. I know, right? You, you know, it, it's not enough to just go buy a ticket to a movie, which is what, $14, $15, $18 for a seat if you're not going to do a matinee or something like that. Plus, you got to get all the snacks. Don't even start on snackings. Uh, but it, it, and it's, 
I understand if you're on a movie theater, you make a bulk of your profit on the uh, on the concessions. But AMC Theaters now will let you pick your seat location and then charge you based on where it is in the theater. Oh, Pro- you want to see the movie? Yeah. That's going to be an extra five. You want your neck not to hurt afterward? They started like 20. Front row seats, to say, would be available for a lower price. I, I, oh. I cannot sit. And, and it, like, it makes sense, right? Center of the theater, you know, up, up kind of at, at where the screen is right at eye level. Those, you pay more for those. You can't just get there early anymore. Can't plan ahead. That's what you used to have to do. Plan ahead. This, uh, this initiative kicks off Friday in uh, AMC, AMC Theater. That's the, that's the theater group doing this. Pay more to sit in a better seat thing. New York, Chicago, Kansas City. This is how that corporation repays us where while we helped inflate that company's stock market price, <laughs> us regular Joes helped them make it through the pandemic and got so much money in the stock market for that company. And now they're going to hit us with this? Not cool, bro. Hey, it's tough times for everybody, man. You ever been one of those premium theaters? Oh, yeah, where they like hit you with the water. No, no, no. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like the 7X experience or something. And they like oh. shake your chair. Oh, and Rumble Vision. Yeah. Whatever those. No, no I, mean, no, I mean with the big, thick, cushy leather seats oh, that recline. Yeah. The cup holders on the next side of your chair. Some you of know. them even bring you dinner. Um, I've been. There, there are theaters that are, I think they're called Cinnabar is in town. Yeah, that's over they, uh, near, uh, it's up uh, past Edmonds. Up by Mount Lake Terrace, up in yep. that area. They have a full bar, full menu. In seat service, they take out every other row and put a little like rail with a little uh, table, little half count, like a, a a bar counter in front of your seats, and the waiters run up and down between the aisles. You can, you know, order a little pizza, order a little sandwich, order a pitcher of beer, watch your show. There are theaters that have beds that you can literally lie down like in a lounge chair and watch a movie. I might as well just be at home at that point. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I miss. I haven't been to a theater since the pre-pandemic. I miss a big movie theater experience. I miss seeing a movie with other people. I miss everybody laughing together. I miss everybody <gasps> at the right moment. Yeah. You know? Um. Are you Are you a wait till after the credits kind of guy? Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of Marvel kind of trained me to do. Right, that right. You know who started it? Who's that? Ferris Bueller. Ah. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Right. I hang out too, just in case. And it's I'm now I'm disappointed when you get to the end of the credits and there's nothing there. And then the lights turn on and you're oh, like, yeah, come you're like, on! I, I, exactly. You just wasted my life! Exactly. At eight minutes, I'll never get back. It's a <laughs> nice call. It's Kyra Knights. I'm Spike O'Neill. Kevin Deers is here. We'll be right back after this. Juicy fruit. Juicy Is this a new McDonald's ad? Yeah! Juicy fruit. Norman Greenbaum? Is it? Yeah. Okay. I 
thought we were playing the ladies. My bad. My bad. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. No, no, no. I thought we were over that segment. I thought that's I thought good. we forgot about the women again. All, it's, 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 ah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, come on. I'm just joking. Hey, here's the lady in the news. And I, and I like this actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, and, and it's not just the Halloween movies, which is what she's done most of lately. But remember uh, Fish Called Wanda? Fierce, yeah. Fierce Creatures, right? Jamie Lee Curtis got her first Oscar nomination this year with Everything Everywhere All at Once. So good. And, oh, yeah. And she's doing the the red carpets at the various award shows, uh, the Independent Spirit Awards. And she mentioned, like, kind of offhand that, uh, you know, they asked, are you going to the Academy Awards dinner? And she's like, no, it starts too late. It starts at 7 o'clock because you don't even get to eat till 9. She was, Mama got to be in bed by 7.30. And she kind of just threw it out there. How come, you know what I want to see? I want to see a U2 concert in the, I want a matinee. I want to see Coldplay. I want to see Springsteen. But I want to see a matinee. How come nobody does matinee concerts? And Jamie Lee Curtis is, she's 64. Not exactly, you know, she's not an old lady. She's a good looking girl. You know, she's hanging tough. That boy, that sounded just me. I'm sorry to me. I mean, she's not that much older than me is what I'm trying to say here. And you know, I don't I don't need a show to start at 2 in the afternoon. I don't know if I could even go to a show at 2 in the afternoon. Well, I mean, you see festivals, right? We've seen rock shows that are festivals types, and they have big bands playing all afternoon. Our band's played at noon before. We've played at 2, 3. I don't know if I could go see a major act in the afternoon. Do you think it's a it's a realistic guy? Because she was on the Today Show, and she kind of, they asked her about it. I like a good matinee, Spike. Could you go see a metal show? A big, I mean, a thrasher show? Absolutely. Two I've in done the afternoon? it. Yeah. 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 All day festivals start at noon. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. But but mostly when they do all day festivals, though, your headliners are after dark. That's true. That's right? true. I mean, just, you know, like, like Springsteen didn't have an opener. Most bands do tour with an opener. Mm-hmm. Um, would you go see the, you know, you said Megadeth's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Depeche Mode. Would you enjoy seeing a show at two in the afternoon? Not if it's outside. Uh, but Yeah. Well, what if it's inside? You can suspend animation. Lights go down. House goes dark. You know, stage gets lit. The whole night. All the effects you want from a big, a big arena show. But in the middle of the yeah. day. I don't know. That's a good... Uh, I'd, I mean, I, if it was a show I really wanted to see, probably, but... Yeah, I'd go see it regardless, but I don't know if coming out afterward and having, like, the, the evening ahead of you, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. I don't know. Let's try it. It's okay. <laughs> All I need is a million dollars. Yeah, Let's we'll, book we'll it. play. All right. But she's asking, you know, uh, I'd love she was, I'd love to go see Coldplay, but I'm not going to go see Coldplay. They, they take the stage at 9 o'clock. <laughs> they play till 11. By the time you get out of there, it's eleven thirty, quarter midnight. You get home, it's one o'clock. She just can't can't hang. And I know that Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I know she's. I know she's a health you know enthusiast. I don't want to be any pejorative. I've already been mean enough saying that she's hanging tough at sixty four. Well, that's an awful thing for me to Whoa, say. Whoa, hanging <laughs> tough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I keep wanting to do a parody of "Cause You're 64" about playing early. <laughs> Will we play early? Seems kind of squirrely, but you're 64. Yeah, I, I, I probably would. It's, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Although, you know, I've seen big shows 
like at Wembley Stadium and Springsteen played it in the afternoon. It's more common in Europe than it is here in the U.S. I've seen a lot of concert footage from Europe where they're playing broad daylight. It's not part of a big festival. U2's playing a show somewhere. Sun's up, middle of the day. Over at Slane Castle or something. It's a novel idea. I saw this band in the middle of the day over at uh, Woodland Park Zoo. For Zoo Seriously? Tunes. Yeah. The probably about 10 years ago, 11 years nice. ago. Yep. They're a Rock Hall of Fame inductees. Yeah. I betcha. The Go-Go's. Oh, and somebody mentioned in the text line, too, and I should have mentioned this, too. Oh, there's an all-female fire crew. Let me find out where it is. In Kirkland, Station 24 in Kirkland. We are talking about International Women's Day earlier. And thanks to the 425. Station 24 in Kirkland, Juanita neighborhood, have an all-female fire crew. It's never too, never too often you can say, Happy International Women's Day a day late to the... Uh, Station 24 in Kirkland, Juanita crew. Good job, ladies. It's Carl Knights. We'll be right back.